Yeah, welcome back, everyone. Second hour of the program, Sports Central this Saturday afternoon. I can officially say afternoon because it has ticked over Arvos to our friends tuning in via SENQ 693 in Brisbane, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast. Anyone in the Sunshine State and via the app, of course, and to our loyal listeners in Sydney tuning in via 1170am. The texts are coming in thick and fast this afternoon. 0457 736 736. I will catch up with our friend Christy Doran, uh, formerly of Fox Sports, now with a raw talk a bit of rugby. Uh, entertaining game at Allianz Stadium last night. Well done to the Brumbies, too good in the end, defeating the Waratahs with uh, 25,076 spectators. So pretty decent turnout. And the ball, uh, you heard Morgan Turanui say the ball is in play a lot more. And uh, this generation, they're happy to throw the ball around. Rugby needs to be entertaining. It needs to be entertaining. Now, I did say, you know, we're talking about Michael Devere. That was the first quiz question, you know, who, which Bronco in 05 was the first to get 1,000 for the club. And we're correct. The people guessed right. It was Michael Devere. And just off the top of my head, I was trying to think of others play for Brisbane that had played Origin for New South Wales. Off the top of my head, you know, Terry Madison, Chris Johns, Lazo. And then, thankfully, the listeners have knocked off a few more for us. So, Michael, John, Peter Wallace, yes. Um, where are we? Luke Prittis, James Roberts. Is that it? That'd be close to it, I would have thought. So thank you, Michael. Thank you, John, to those uh, that I missed up. See, this is what you just defer to the listeners and they, they are quick to correct you. Not that I was wrong. I just said, put it out there. Can you help me? But when you say something's not right, my goodness, they jump on you. They're all over you like white on rice, aren't they? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to the open line we go. Hello, Jace. Hey, Kenny. How are you going? Mate? I'm pretty well, mate. How's your Saturday? Oh, it's going well. I'm just off to um, play a nine-hole comp at a uh, bit of golf, but um, not nah, going well. Thanks, Kingy. What course, mate? I actually play off at uh, the Ridge. Out, um, it's in the Shire, so it's basically halfway between me and my son. My son lives in Carringbar, yeah. so we kind of, you know, made a pact to, yeah, have somewhere. It's probably closer to him, but no, nah, it's actually frequented by a lot of people who. You'd love to see um, as a dragons man. Yes, I've seen Bmoz, Bmoz out there. Oh yeah, um, and uh, Piggy, Piggy Riddell. So, well, Piggy's down yeah. to Shell Harbour way, so he makes his way up there occasionally. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he lives he down there. Have, he said, well, he used to live across the road from from Vaughan, and he was there. He saw the infamous barbecue gate thing unfold, <laughs> duffed yeah, in a few right. others high high tailing down the street and. Was there Jack DeBellin hiding under the bed? Oh, gee. If you didn't, yeah, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry, Jase. But okay, oh, you're a lucky man. It's it's a beautiful day for golf as well, I must say. Yeah, like I said, because you're yeah. you know, you're in North Para, my part of the world. Last time I had heat was probably at um, at Muirfield there in North Rocks. Nice little leafy course. Yeah, no, that's beautiful as well. No, yeah, you've got to take it when you can, and especially True. as we all know, this is. Um, that uh, limbo period just before the NRL season starts. So, you know, it's... Um, hey, Jace. Yeah, get it while you can. Jace, I but see you playing my... golf. Sorry, I just jump in. I see you playing golf because you don't want to see the uh, the massacre that's happening in the second test at Wellington, do you? <laughs> New Zealand 4 for 75. <laughs> I have... Uh, I tuned in for a bit. Um, I guess you can only say that, uh, you know, Brendan McCullum is a very proud Kiwi. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know... I knew you'd go that angle. I knew you'd go that angle. <laughs> No, but they are. It's it's actually just great to see um, England like uh, playing brilliant, brilliant cricket. And I know you've mentioned it as well, Julian. You know, I'd love to see. They wouldn't be able to do it over in India, but um, but it's still fantastic to see them doing it like in Test cricket 
full stop. Well, it's entertaining, isn't it? So for the good of the game, people are turning out to watch. Like Harry Brook to hit 186 at more than a run of ball. You know, this is pretty exciting. We're getting results. It is. Look, it's not dull. No, it it's been more bust, but they're, they're brave. I'll give them that. Yeah. And I just want to ask you a quick question, Julian. Um, yeah. So the Warriors have picked up two Dragonflyers. There's Braden Williami, who I know, I think he went overseas for a period and then he's now he's back, but Jackson Ford. I haven't seen much of him. Which, what's your thoughts on Jackson? Uh, he was highly touted. He's he's a really good, hardworking, industrious back rower. Uh, probably lacking a yeah. bit of size to be really punchy. Uh, but he's, he's, he'll be a, a handy acquisition, I think. Yeah, okay. No, no, I, th- I thought he played quite well in the first trial. Mm. Uh, he He still turned up in the second trial and yeah, look, they need all the help they can get, my Warriors. But, you know, it's, um, yeah, I was just interested to see what you thought. I've, I've seen a lot of Braden Willie Army. He can do a job. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, whether he can do it for 26 weeks, like like everyone yeah, in the yeah. NRL. Yeah, it, it's a shame, yeah. isn't it, that, that Luke Metcalf has busted himself because, um, you know, he's, he's pretty highly touted, the young half they got from the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was hoping he was going to be putting more pressure on. Sean Johnson, and um, yeah, I hope he can come back. He might have to go over to, I don't know if they'll send him over to America. (laughs) It seems to be the go-to now, the default. Anyone's injured, yeah. You got a broken heart. Yeah, I I don't think his profile's high enough to get him over there, unfortunately, but you know, that's, yeah, either way, I'm looking forward to the start of the season next week, and good luck to your Dragons too, Jules. Much appreciated, mate, and can I tell you, we need all the luck we can get at the moment. Yes, 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 I know. I, I read the news, I know. So, no, all good. Thanks oh. a lot, Jules. Good on you, mate. Hit him well. Thank you, Jace. Uh, he's a very loyal listener to the network. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Paramount says it's only 10 a.m. here in Perth, Jules. Coffee time, glorious weather again today, 25, cloud-free, 28% humidity, heading to 30 later. That sounds like a perfect day, Matt. Perfect day. Now, you did, I think it was you, Paramount, that said you wouldn't mind a bit of a rugby chat in Six Nations. I'll catch up the Christy door and uh, we'll tick off the Six Nations for you. So there you go. Uh, and he said, Killer Kings quiz trivia teasers, hey? Now, what I might do, I don't want to jump the gun too early. So I'll hang on to the next trivia question. Suffice to say, it's a cricket based question in and around wicket keepers. So you're going to love this one. And I need you to name five, but I'll, I'll spill it out for you a little bit later. And if you know the answer, text me 0457. 736736. Well, I spoke to him last week on the program, Matt Bungard from the Boom Rookies podcast, prolific sports journalist in Australia, and he's done a bit of a deep dive and season preview for all the teams, the have, the have-nots, those who he thinks will figure, those who he thinks may slide. We touched upon the Eels last week. He thinks maybe just a bit of a slide. Uh, you know, Cronulla he mentioned as well, and I did say last week we should drag him back on the program and we'll randomly pick a couple of other teams that we can have a, a closer inspection of, and he's on the line again. Hey, Matty. Hey, Jules, how you doing? Going very well. What are you up to this Saturday afternoon? Uh, I've got a mate's 30th tonight, um, which is very smart because he works in the industry and a lot of he's got a lot of mates who cover footy, so he's very smart to put it on the last weekend before the <laughs> NRL weekend until October. Um, so, yeah, just... Um, I mean, this is it pretty much, isn't it? This is the week before Christmas pretty much. So. Yeah, it is. You know, um, it's, it's funny you say that because I spoke to um, Scotty Bailey last night from AAP. Yeah. 
And I said, you know, this is the calm before the storm, mate. You know, you're tied up Absolutely. every week. And the wives love that, don't you, especially if you have kids. So he goes, I'm putting the kids to bed. She's having a night out tonight because she knows it's going to be hard during the football season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in a weird way, pre-season is actually a little bit more hard work since you've got to do so much preview work, mm. so much sort of creating stories out of, or just go, you know, out of very little. We've starved for content, but thankfully we've only got a couple more days to wait until we're back in full swing, which is very nice. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait for it. You know, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I know they're close to the resolution, but it also seems to me that people aren't talking as much now about the CBA. They're fully focused on. Oh, that yeah. What's I mean, going to happen always, on the field? I mean, unless yeah. <laughs> unless unless round one literally doesn't happen, that that chat will disappear pretty quickly once the footy actually starts. Now yeah. I. I you have sort of uh, delved deeply into the relative um, mm. prospects of all the teams for season 2023. It's interesting. I don't know if you caught Joey's column in the Herald. He's talked about the teams he thinks uh, play, you know, ones to watch and ones that he thinks will slide. And I thought it might be a good idea to, to cross-reference uh, your analysis yeah, with uh, sure. that of the eighth immortal. Well, let's start with the Premiers. Uh, did we talk about Penrith much last week? I can't recall. but uh, A little bit. My my I my general opinion on Penrith is they're still going to be the best team in the regular season. Ah uh, um, yes, no, I think the loss said, of Coruscant and Kickow might matter a little bit in he, the finals. I think you said still he had very, a very minor premiers, but maybe Adam not winning, Thurston winning the comp. Yeah. Losing a prelim to the Roosters or the, or the Rabbitohs, but yeah, if they won the comp, that would be. I think that those three teams that I just mentioned there are the three heavyweights. What's what's Joey said? Uh, yeah, he, he's got them on the slide, uh, Joey. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got him. It looks still excellent. I think it's impossible, no right? Like you, you kick out and especially Coruscant are world class players. I think Penrith are still going to be fantastic. I don't think anyone Penrith fans have gotten a very, very, very sensitive over the last couple of years at any perceived slight about their team. But I think it's just logical that to, I don't think it's I don't think it's controversial at all to say if you lose two world class footballers, your your football team might get a little bit worse mm. and still be really good. Which I think is kind of the consensus opinion on Penrith. Right <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what Joey wrote a couple of weeks ago. I thought they'd be thereabouts, but he says, the more I think about it, I can't see them winning for a third straight year. The loss of Taylor and May for a season is massive. Throw and kick out Coruscant. Well, that's true. That, that's happened since we spoke as Correct. well. So, yeah. Well, Correct. Yeah, that's, that's, and they, yeah, they've, they've lost a little bit of outside back depth with Charlie Staines leaving as well. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of young guys. I think Taruna Tavuruva is going to have a big role to play in that team this year. Uh, big raps on him. It'll be exciting to watch him play. He's basically going to get a whole season now, so we'll see how that goes. Where do you have the Melbourne Storm sitting this year? You know, if their spine is on the park, you know, Pappenhausen, yeah. Munster, Hughes, Grant, I mean, they're always a threat. And, of course, you've got the, the master yeah. coach in Bellamy. But, you know, you think about Kafusi gone, the Bromwich boys gone, you know, Justin Olam's injured at the moment. Pappenhausen, I don't yeah. think, back for at least a month into the season. Uh, they're a top eight team. I'm not convinced they're a top four team, but, you know, it's – I'm surprised that I'm saying this, but for the first time in a long time, I don't see Melbourne as winning the comp. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. Even I, I've got them exactly fourth, but I think they're kind of like on a tier of their own, slightly above the Sharks and the Cowboys and below those three teams that I mentioned earlier. But there are, there are only a couple more injuries away from sliding right down towards the bottom of the eight because... They they don't have the depth that they once had. The health of Ryan Pappenhausen it just continues to be a massive concern. He's a fantastic player, but you know he hasn't been healthy for a very long time now. And the latest reports are that he's going to miss what the first six to eight weeks of the yeah. season. Whether that's because they're confident that they can get by without him, without rushing him back, that might be the case. I don't know, but yeah, they to me are a team that is that that they to me are a prime candidate to be that team that sort of 
makes the top four, scrapes into fourth or maybe finishes fifth and is knocked out in the second or third, even maybe even the third week of the finals. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't have them as a premiership contender to the extent that those three teams above them are. But, you know, it's a Melbourne Storm. It's Craig Bellamy. People have written obituaries about this team every year since about True. 2014. And they've never, never, because well, if you remember 2014, they, they, finished, they finished sixth. And in the first week of the finals, they played the Bulldogs in Melbourne and they got smashed by a Bulldogs team that ended up going on a little bit of a charmed run and making the grand final against South. And after that season, that was the first time people were kind of like, oh, is Cameron Smith too old? Is Billy Slater too old? Is Cooper Cronk too old? Is Craig Bellamy lost it? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, what happened? They, they won the comp with arguably the best team of the modern era in 2017, a couple yeah. of years after that. So... I will never write off the Melbourne Storm, particularly while Craig Bellamy is still the coach, but I do think that they will take a little bit of a step back this year, primarily because of the guys they've lost. And it's just impossible to replace three of the best, what, like eight rugby league players I've ever seen in my life, all leaving your club within the space of five years. I mean, those guys, you can't replace those guys. Yeah, so, that is true. again, I don't think it's a knock on them to say these things. Although I do think there are some people who are desperate for Melbourne to fail because they've been so good for so long. But... It, uh, yeah, I, I've got them sort of just a bit below those those top contenders. But you know, whilst they've got Bellamy and that spine that you mentioned, they're still, you know, they they could very easily go on a run and go all the way. Yeah, I think you might be right. Now, according to Joey, the blue chippers, the three that he likes a lot: Roosters, Cowboys, and Rabbitohs. I'm I'm a big rap yep. on the Roosters this year. I, I you know a few. You're right. Yeah. Like you know, a head knock to Kiri is a bit of concern. You think about injuries to to Manu and to, to Jared, but. Gee, full strength, that is a formidable side. Oh, absolutely. Especially if they were to somehow finagle Dominic Young for this season on an, on an immediate release. I mean, yeah. that, that's somehow the I don't think it's going to happen. Don't they, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. No, nor do I. But, um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, that, I think, I, I mean, I think the grand final will be South and the Roosters, which, you know, would be great for the neutrals, not great for me as a South fan. That would be the most stressful week of my life. But you're right. They, they are absolutely formidable right now. I think that. I mean, injuries and a couple of other things contributed to their sort of average season last year. And even then, if you remember the semi, the first week final against yes. South, yeah. I mean, that game was in the balance until Tom Burgess hit James Tedesco high and, and knocked him out of the game. And then from there, it sort of all disintegrated into sin bin madness. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, assuming he stays on the field, assuming they get Joey Manu back to full health, that's, I mean, that's the fullback of the two best international teams. Oh, and Tuali, the fullback of the third best international team. Yeah, all, on the the same, all in yeah. the same back line. Yeah. It's, it's an embarrassment of riches, isn't it? Um, you, I want to see a little bit more from Sam Walker this year. I don't think that his, his second campaign was as good as his first, but... Um, uh, but he had glimpses, though, didn't they, he? Uh, he had glimpses. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, uh, I just want to see him go to another level, but I don't think it matters too much because... You can have a halfback who's only good instead of great, and when you've got Brandon Smith, James Tedesco, Luke Keary, and then that embarrassment of playmakers in other positions, both in in the forward pack and the back line, which the Roosters have, I mean, that's fine. You can get by with Sam Walker only being like the sixth or seventh best halfback in the league. That can be your biggest issue, and you'll be fine. Yeah, they look fantastic. They'll, 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 they might take it slow in the regular season, as they've done from time to time in the past. They are notoriously slow starters um, a lot of the time, but yeah, I've got them firmly in my top two or three on the ladder and yeah, making so. the grand final. Uh, where do you place the Cowboys? You know, they surprised mm. everybody last. They were the surprise packet. So Todd Payton and Dean Young done a wonderful yeah. job there. Uh, you know, there was talk about oh, Chad Towns and you're paying overs, but he, he slotted in. It was the right recruit he wins. For, yeah. for that roster at that time. You know, they 
Were the beneficiaries, though, Matt, of, of a reasonably friendly draw? Uh, can you see them backing it up, or can you see maybe just a slight coming back to earth? That is true. But the thing is, every season they're going to have 13 games a year where a team has to come to the muggy Townsville heat with miles under their belts travelling and play them. That's not going to go away. They're going to get that again this year and the year after that and every year after that unless there's another COVID lockdown that forces all the games to play in the same stadium. So, yeah, they they did have a pretty kind draw last year, but it's not that unkind this year either. they've, They've still got... They've still got plenty of games up in Queensland. The addition of another Queensland team as well um, means there'll be more footy up in Queensland than ever before. Yeah, they'll be very good. I think I, I can see them regressing a little bit just because um, I just think that the Rabbitohs and the Roosters had quite mediocre regular seasons last year before they kind of figured it out. It, well, in South, well, they played each other but in South's case to figure it out in the finals. And I don't know if that will happen again this year if both of those teams keep you know, all their top players on the field. So I think the Cowboys will be close to as good as they were last year, but I could see them finishing around fifth or fourth or fifth or sixth on the ladder and then making some noise in the finals. I think I had them sixth on my ladder. I should know this. We recorded the Cowboys preview the other day. It's not been published yet, but I think I had them, uh, I think I had them sixth on my ladder, which I think anywhere between like third and sixth for them is, is, is in the range of probabilities. Uh, assuming everyone stays healthy, you know, that's, you've got to put that caveat on every team, don't you? But yes. yeah, they, to me, they're not going to take, I, I am not as much of a doomsayer when it comes to either them or the Sharks as a lot of other people are. Like, I'm not lining up to say, oh, they only made the finals because of this and they only made the finals because of that. Um, they both played very good footy last year and I think that will continue the Cowboys case. They've got a pretty young team apart from a couple of guys. They've already locked up. Um, Jeremiah Nano in the extension, who's their best young player and arguably the best young forward in the NRL. Uh, and they've got a great coach in Todd Payton. So, yeah, uh, I was low on them last year going into the season. I think I had them last or second last, and I looked very foolish, and yeah. I won't be doing that again. Well, yeah, you so you weren't the be, only think, one, to be fair. You no, I wasn't. But, yeah, I think I've got them firmly in the middle of the eight. And then once you get... I, I think that's the thing, right? It's like, honestly, like I, whilst I do think in the regular season, Penrith, the Roosters, and Seattle will be the three best teams, I think there's... Once you get to the finals, it's really anyone's game, isn't it? And there's teams like the Cowboys and Cronulla that showed in various points, albeit in Cronulla's case, mostly early in the season, but did show that they could hang with those big boys when it mattered in those moments, in those games. So I think it's going to be very wide open once we get to the finals. Um, But yeah, I think right now there's a clear couple of teams that are going to be securing those home finals in September. And they're all all Sydney-based, more or less. So it could be a lot of big, Big games down here in September, which is great for me. Now, just one more before we let you go. There's you know, a lot of people are speculating about the teams at the bottom of the ladder. Last year, you think mm. about you know your Tigers and your Titans and your Warriors and and your Knights. You know, people are saying the Tigers will go up from what they've seen in the trial form. You know, with the recruitment of Verrills and and Four and that the, the Titans will improve. The Knights have moved Ponga to five eighth. You know, they've got Jackson Hastings, Lockie Miller at fullback. Um, just, just a quick word on the Knights, because we were on these promos and Matty John said, you know, when he saw them last year, he feared for them, said bottom four. From what he's seen, he sees them sort of a rising to the mid-table. I'm not as optimistic mm. about Newcastle. I think there's a, a lot of unknowns when it comes to that club. How do you see the Knights this season? Yeah, the the Ponga thing, I think, is going to happen. Um, if you remember a few seasons ago, they did do it and they gave up after about four weeks. But yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm not particularly high on the Knights. Uh, we we didn't see much to write home about with them last year. Jackson Hastings is a good signing, but he's 
He's not really a guy that's going to put them over the top, I think. I'd be relatively shocked if they made the top eight. I've got them, like, I think I had them 14th or 15th. Um, there, there's a like with the with the there's a, there's a world where they're a couple of injuries away from being the worst team in my opinion. So yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to find a scenario where Newcastle makes the finals, but there's lots of scenarios where they finish close to or right at the bottom for me. So yeah, I'm not high on the Knights at all. I think I picked the Titans for the wooden spoon in the end, but you know who knows? That was mainly just because I didn't want to go against Wayne Bennett. I could never go against <laughs> Wayne Bennett and pick a Wayne Bennett team. To finish last, but well, I'm just I gonna think... be, just gonna thank you for not picking my dragons to take out the wooden spoons. So no, you know, no, no, I'll, I'll no, no. Like, Anthony Griffin teams don't come last. They just are really boring and finish twelfth. That's what they do. Okay, and... right. thanks, man. <laughs> Although I did make my dragons prediction up before the charity shield, so after yeah. watching that, um, <laughs> wasn't great. But uh, listen, they'll again, have an honesty session. They'll the... be right, mate. They'll be right. Well, the beauty of trials, Jules, is that like if your team does good, you can be like, oh, we're going to win the comp. And if they do poorly, you just go, oh, it's only a trial. Yep. It's a win-win. No one's anticipating uh, any any uh, huge results for you through the season. Uh, thank you, mate, exactly. as always. We'll let you get back to it. Enjoy your 30th tonight and uh, hit the ground running for footy season. We'll catch right, you on thanks, the Jules. Boom Rookies podcast. There he is, uh, Matt Bungard, always very generous with his time, 0457 736 736. Payne Haas here, we did mention, uh, New South Wales origin players that played for Brisbane. Tony Staggs, of course, how do we forget him? Here's the other one. Thank you for that, uh, 299 and 754.